section here uh, before we actually go into the teaching. Uh, this is Missionary Enterprises, Missionary Aid International. Today we're Monday, October 11th. Um, we're 9.30 a.m. in Canada and we are with Zura Zoom Fellowship India Asia teaching on foundation for transformation. So God is not only the giver of life, but He is also the creator of life. So I wrote here in my notes, life is the opposite of death. It's the opposite. Life is about existence. It's about, it's about activity. It's about being active. It's about living. Now I said foundation for transformation. So the word foundation, what is a foundation? A foundation is what? Is an establishment? It's an establishment, something established. It's a basis, the base of something. A pillar, a support, or an infrastructure. And I also mentioned in the title of the teaching the word transformation. What does transformation mean? It means a change. It means a change of form or a change of condition or a change of appearance. Alright, my next point is what is life? What does life represent? What does life represent? Go ahead. Life represents your calling. What is your calling according to God in the kingdom? It represents family. It represents marriage. It represents ministry. It represents relationships. Oh, that's a big one. Relationships. Vocation. Whether you're a doctor, a lawyer, a construction worker, whatever. And everything in society we see today in the world. Society. Okay, so let's go to our first reference. Let's go to our first reference in the Bible. Let's go to Genesis chapter 1. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26, 27, and 28. Let's start with verse 26. God said, Let us make mankind in our image after our likeness, and let them, let mankind have complete authority over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, the beasts, and over all the earth, and over everything that creeps upon the earth. Verse 27, So God created man in His own image, in the image and likeness of God, God created him, man, male and female, He created him. Verse 28, And God blessed them, man, and said to man, Be fruitful, multiply, and fill the earth, and subdue the earth, of using all of its vast resources in the service of God and man, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, the birds of the air, and over every living creature that moves upon the earth. Then we, will, we won't read it, but I'm just giving a reference here of Genesis 3, 1, verse 1 to 24, regarding, regarding the fall of mankind, introducing sin and death. Sin and death, which is found also, which is also found in the New Testament, Romans 5:12.
In Genesis 5, 3, chapter 5, verse 3, Genesis, the Word of God says, When Adam had lived 130 years, he had a son in his own likeness, in his own image, and he named him Seth. So Adam went from the image of God to the image of himself in a fallen image because of the fall of man. So Adam lost the image of God, meaning he lost the foundation. Because the foundation is God having created man in his own image. So let's move to the New Testament. Let's go to the New Testament now. Matthew, the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 7, verse 24 to 27. Verse 24 Jesus says, So everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon these words will be like a sensible, prudent, practical, wise man who built his house or his life upon the rock, which is the foundation. Verse 25 and the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against the house. Yet it did not fall. Why? Because the house or your life is founded, foundation, founded upon the rock. Amen. Verse 26. And everyone who hears these words of mine, Jesus, and does not do them, will be like a stupid, foolish man or woman, who built his house or his life upon the sand. Verse 27, verse 27, And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell, the house fell, and great and complete was the fall of it. Why? Because that house or that life was not founded upon the rock but the sand. And we know the rock, who the rock is. It's Jesus. I wrote here, we need to read at a later time. I just want to make reference to it. We can read it. You can read later on. The parables of the sower in the New Testament. We have in Matthew 13, we have the parables of the sower and Mark 4, the Gospel of Mark chapter 4, and the Gospel of Luke uh, chapter 8, and also it's also found in John, the Gospel of John chapter 15, the parables of the sower. Read it at a later time. All right, so let, let's, go to, let's go back to the Old Testament for, for a minute. Let's go back to the Old Testament. Isaiah chapter 61, verse 4. Very important verse, very important. Isaiah says, And they shall rebuild the ancient ruins. They shall raise up the former desolations and renew the ruined cities, the devastations of many generations. Amen. That's what God wants to do today. He wants to reform transformation. He wants to transform cities. He wants to transform continents. That's to, with the gospel, the, God, the great commission. So three key words in that verse. There's three key words. We have rebuild, we have raise up, and renew. And that equals transformation. 
Okay, now let's go back to the New Testament. The New Testament. Romans 12.2. Romans 12.2. The Apostle Paul says, Do not be conformed to this world. Do not be fashioned after and adapted to external, superficial customs, but be ye transformed. There's the word transformation. Be ye transformed or changed by the entire renewal of our minds, so that we may prove what is God's perfect, acceptable will, not only for our life, but for the life of our cities, of our districts, our neighborhoods, our nation. Let's move on to 1 Timothy, 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. The Apostle Paul says, If I am detained, you may know how people ought to conduct themselves in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and stay, the prop and support, the foundation of the truth. So apart from the church, apart from the church, there is no foundation for truth upon this earth. There is no truth. The church is the carrier of the truth upon this earth. All right. So let's move on here. Let's move on to First um, Corinthians. First Corinthians. That's the epistle of Corinthians. First Corinthians, chapter three, verse ten to eleven. The apostle Paul says in verse ten. The apostle Paul says, according to the grace. The special endowment for my task of God blessed me like a skillful architect and a master builder. I laid the foundation. Paul says he laid the foundation and now another man or woman is building upon that same foundation. But, but here's a warning. But let each man or woman, it's the word anthropos in the Greek, be careful how he builds upon that foundation. And in verse 11, the next verse, Paul tells us what that foundation is. He tells us by saying, For no other foundation can anyone lay than which has already been laid, which is Jesus Christ, who happens to be the second or the last Adam. He's the foundation. So according to Paul, the foundation is the second Adam. And we got to connect that with the first Adam before the fall of man. So I wrote here, back in the Garden of Eden, back in the Garden, that's your foundation, where God created man and he put him in the Garden, which is called the original creation before the fall, which is the original foundation for mankind. That's the original foundation. Before the fall, we have the original creation, and then Paul, the New Testament, it talks about, or even Jesus, he talks about needing to be born again. Paul talks about a new creation. It's okay, it's okay. The original foundation, God has not departed from His original creation. He has not departed. He has not changed His mind. 
That's why the New Testament says that we need to be born again, born of God, born from above. Jesus, Jesus said to the Pharisee, he said to Nicodemus, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom and he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That's why Paul says that we're saved by grace. That's what grace is. God has made available God has made available the new birth to the whole fallen creation. Okay. So God because of his grace God made available a brand new birth, a brand new creation because of the fall of man. So in my closing statement, just in my closing statement because we're getting close to our time here, my closing statement. I encourage, I encourage everyone to learn what this grace is all about, what the Bible says about grace, so that you can walk, so that you can live in the fullness of this grace of God. Amen? Amen. Okay, so I think that's about it for the teaching right now. Okay, you're welcome. Thank you for thank thank you for having me.